Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Bryce Castillo, your host as always. Joined with my co-host as always, Justin Robert Young. Sup? And Brian Brushwood. Yep. Always been here. Always will be. Love yep. the energy you guys. No are one the else day. is normally here or traveling currently, to my knowledge. That's right. Nobody in the world is traveling. Everyone is at home. I can neither confirm nor deny. It's that the National Day of 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 of, of breast. Three, two. Okay. Well, with this is the Weird Things podcast. We've got some great stories of science, the strangeness out there on the internet. I have some stories for for you. Uh, gentlemen. That was a Bermuda Triangle of Silence. <laughs> uh, it, it, Justin, you uh, you recently got your kitchen redone. I did. Have you thought about upgrading your cookware? Yeah. You know, uh, 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 sure. We we were kind of talking about your cookware. My cookware, yeah. Seemed to be made of a little bit of plastic, oh. a little bit of metal, like maybe a, a little bit of uh, Teflon. Yeah. Hex. Hex clad non-stick pans. Yeah. Cookware, baby. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe. You know, uh, we got a whole new uh, set there, so maybe we should get cookware that, that reflects it. Yeah. Maybe maybe this cookware is a little too low class. Get something to step it up. Aristocratic cookware. Yeah, you know, uh, I think the best... Are are all three of us just going to be ironic the entire episode? No, I think just the two of you. Yeah, Brian, (laughs) we're just going to be ironic the entire episode. I have a lot of stories to get through. All right, we're going to blast through them. (laughs) We're blasting through them. Uh, how, How hot do you think your cookware should be able to withstand... Ah, uh, geez, realistically, yeah, be able to withstand. It's probably double what my my uh, uh, stovetop would put out just for safety, right? You don't want your cookware to catch fire or melt or anything like that. Yeah, I'll park I, it. I I would imagine, um, I'm not speaking to Justin's cookware, but like a like a cast iron uh, pot or whatever. Yeah. Uh, High uh, heat tolerance. Uh, 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 2,500 Fahrenheit is, yeah. is about the point. I would say two, 2001. A space odyssey. 2021. Yeah. 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 Something okay, like that. So, so 2020 would be a bit weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so roughly maybe 20% of the surface of the sun. Wait, is that how cold the sun is? Uh, yeah, the surface of the sun is about ten thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Man, I feel I feel like I could go up and kiss that. Yeah, well, and I think you could with the Ninja Neverstick cookware. They have claimed that they heat their pans to thirty thousand degrees Fahrenheit three times the temperature of the surface of the sun. Why? Uh, Do they just want to fry the celestial bodies? <laughs> also. Uh, if I remember correctly, like the surface of the sun is kind of the coolest part. Uh, it's actually hotter outside the sun in the corona, well, and, uh, and it's also hotter inside. Is it oh, like okay. when, like, like, you can like run your finger through a flame, but you, but if you put it on top of it, yeah, yeah. On, only, only, only it's circulon, and you just sort of whip it through. Circulon. Oh yeah. Circulon. Push the cube into my chest. Uh, uh, well, it's like uh, Cafalon uh, cookware, only it has circles on it and it has um, Teflon on there. So oh, it's, it's like a brand of cookware. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. gotcha. Yeah. I thought it was. A- so wait, Push the so, cube so, into my chest. So these uh, guys, uh, do you want to get off that cube joke one more time? Just to see <laughs> yeah, whether it's not There we go. That's how this movie ends. You put it in my chest because it'll kill me. Remember the Bermuda Triangle? Angle from earlier. <laughs> That's where back. the laughs for those jokes went. <laughs> but Justin, it was empty when we were there last time. I know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird things, baby. So uh, the, the company claims that uh, it, it can be heated up to 30,000 degrees Fahrenheit or that they use a process that heats it up to 30,000 degrees. It doesn't matter because uh, aluminum uh, uh, melts at like 4,000. It turns into gas at 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) 
Well, so it, it melts way lower than that because I've definitely tossed a, an aluminum can into a campfire, which is maybe at its heart, like, you know, 1900 degrees Fahrenheit and watched it melt in there. Yeah. Uh, there's a lawsuit now asserting that Shark Ninja's marketing exaggerates its nonstick qualities to charge higher prices than competitors. Uh, there is apparently a, ver- a rather old article de- uh, detailing a ceramic coating process um, I, I want to say that this article is o- over five years old now. Um, and that process on other pans heated the particles to 30,000 degrees. But so far, Shark Ninja hasn't said that that is what they use or uh, given so any So we more think that they're using a scientific method called lying. <laughs> well, uh, 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 yes, more Brian. Uh, 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 Your Honor, um, who's upset about this? <laughs> It's a pan mm-hmm. that 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 figured out that what if we said a higher number and did some gymnastics? Yeah, to who's find out. who's bringing the suit against Shark Ninja? Mm. Uh, it, uh, Patricia Brown is attempting to uh, uh, to have a class action lawsuit here, and um, uh, 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 it, it, part of it is is uh, oh here we go. The claims are quote a little more than a glitzy deceptive marketing technique. Uh, says the suit that convinces customers to purchase its never stick products, which are more expensive than nonstick pans from competitors like Faber Farberware. Um, we still don't really have a comment from Shark Ninja about this. So this is a lawyer that may or may not have even purchased one of these things, mm. sees the gigantic gaudy claims, and then is looking for other people that bought it that want to join into a class action lawsuit over it. Well, I I think what you do is you bring the class action lawsuit first, and then say who wants to get paid, who's in, who's in on yeah. it. Yeah, okay. can we, yeah, yeah. can this even be a class action? Right. Lawsuit? Uh, first, you see the ridiculous ad. Then your eyeballs spin around and they come up. And then your ding, mouth ding, ding. opens up and you issue a press release. Gotcha. And I that's love, why we're that. hearing about it because they've made sure to send it to eager media outlets that are like, what? We're doing a good thing by revealing the scumbags behind this pan. I mean, it is. Look, if if it's true, it would be an easy thing for them to say, yeah, we use this process and there's a compound. And so it's not. Well, the question is going to be I mean, the exactly question- what they said and exactly what they promised and whether or not mm-hmm. that violates any kind of law. Uh, there are more stringent, like free speech stuff is limited when you are taking money for things. So you can't just kind of say anything and have the full um protections of like the first amendment right but, uh yeah I, I would say it sounds like brian you're you're kind of on shark ninja's side here i mean i will say this much hmm. if there was a crime Mm-hmm. I would hope that there would be a six part series explaining oh my god what Harmony. happened when did it happen? It's just how many people are even going to get Who this so long ago? And it wasn't on this show. It was yeah, it was a joke on our show. It, it didn't it wasn't it like wasn't, a meme. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I, uh, yeah no, uh, congrats. They got busted in marketing hype. Like for example, um if I sold a iron skillet cast or whatever, it's like this iron was forged in the heart of an exploding star. That's true. That's how iron is made. Because all iron is forged, forged in, in the heart, heart of, of an exploding, exploding star, star right? Yeah. And, and and yeah, no. Which is how Apple is selling the titanium phone. Uh, are they sure. literally doing that? Literally, it's like the ad is an explosion through the cosmos and a little piece of metal uh, flying through the rings of Saturn and then landing in Earth. And it's like, no, it's your phone. Mm. <laughs> Titanium. Well, and, and, and plus also it's like uh, in marketing land this is a tale as old as time going back to apple is just like a gandhi uh, 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 richard dreyfus uh, a guy skateboarding exactly yeah jim henson Tony Hawk. Uh, yeah anyway you should buy an apple, apple okay apple, apple but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna counter you here and say that this is this is pretty different in that they are using hard numbers. We we've been looking at a couple of graphics hard. that say thirty. Come on, man. That say thirty thousand degrees Fahrenheit. And I think cr- whether we use a capital C crime word or not, yeah. Like 
if, if this is an objective fact that they're putting Deceptive. out there and Did, yeah. either Did, it's true and, and they can just show it and it's, it's just boop or it's false and then maybe they should change so, the wording. Yeah, the, the question I think legally that they're going to have to figure out is if it is found to be deceptive, was it deceptive on a level that made people buy it? And and that's what the class action lawsuit's going to be about. Is is this company's going to try and settle uh, if it believes it's in the wrong for whatever uh, uh, you know they yeah you know, the the the, the lawyer is going to push for. But mm. uh, well, and and it's it's a bit like um, I don't know. It's the world's first frying pan made in space. Oh my God, that sounds awesome. Guess what? All frying pans are made in space. They're all built out of exploding stars. So well, I guess just so the, the question is, where would you... All right, here. Mr. Shark Ninja, mm. your pan Watch. is... Uh, uh, <clears throat> has, Mr. Shark Ninja was my father's name. You could call me Teddy. Hi, Ted. Uh, your pan is advertised mm. as being able to be heated to three uh, 30,000 degrees Fahrenheit... Yes. T uh, three times more than the surface of the sun. Yeah. How is that true? Uh, well, <laughs> if uh, uh, we understand that there are places that are three times hotter than the sun, and we see no engineering thing that causes us to not be able to heat this to that amount. What? I mean, there's no reason... We choose to send this pan to the sun, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Okay. Uh, 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 a truth dart comes in. How are you going to win this lawsuit? Uh, what, 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 are you, what are you going to say to prove that obviously this is a, 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 a bombastic claim and, and one that is unrealistic for any cooking scenario. If, uh, if I'm actually trying to win the lawsuit, yeah. uh, the, the lawsuits are won and lost on the, the idea of the reasonable man, right? Like uh, what reasonable man thinks that we went to the sun and held this pan up to it? No, three sons. Uh, <laughs> three sons. Yeah. What reasonable man believes that we gathered three sons and we're like, okay, can you, can y'all get like real hot together? And then we'll just, Okay, thanks, guys. You're great. Go go back to your, your Centauris. Yeah, it's like, well, why don't you sue Red Bull? Because I didn't get any wings. Ding ding. But I think that's why they stopped using that low that that branding. Yeah, yeah. Remember how they stopped it, and I didn't just see it yesterday. Yeah, and it's no. not still their primary. I think it's campaign. still their yeah. Mem I remember they when they stopped it. promoting the Flutog, where people build weird ass okay, things with is, wings? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess the, 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 although Red Bull gives you wings is pretty direct, right? <laughs> right. It is as direct as we heated this pan to 30,000 degrees. Also, technically they do give you wings. They just don't show the footage where you run into a tree and die. They're metaphorical wings. And mm -hmm. physical wings. Red Bull. You got to pick a side on the improv, man. You actual <laughs> wings. If you feel like flying squirreling down a mountain. So we'll find out more about. Oh, they bought you a squirrel suit. Yeah. And then and there then was an accident. Died, on, they don't show those. So this was, okay, we were getting to that. It's, it's both metaphorical and physical. And physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I always thought the wings were made out of buffalo parts somehow. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> buffalo wings? What? Do we still have buffalo? For a long time, Not I thought that. Not next story. Just next. <laughs> this one's haunted. Nope. This nope, one's nope. haunted. Nope. Hold on. Why? Just take, <laughs> just take a moment. Take a moment. This is our last episode before Halloween. Just I want you. Let's all take a moment. Imagine. Oh, Bryce. He's so happy. He's, no. One. He's got. He goes to the garbage bin behind mm. Pluckers. He takes all of the wings and he makes the bones and then he takes the strips and then he he says i will fly so far and then he jumps off a cliff i i just i didn't know uh, no one told me that they they're the same thing buffalo wings and chicken wings as a kid i didn't know i didn't eat i didn't eat the motherfuckers i had, I had jesus Bryce, are you serious 
Can you mark yeah, are you being right Can you now? also <laughs> mark your own curse word? Oh, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> You're the producer. <laughs> I know. I'm, in, I'm, in my, I'm in wing mode. <laughs> you just MF'd on the weird things. <laughs> Did you really but think I, that? <laughs> I really, because I didn't have chicken wings. I don't know. It was not. Had they not made had, it to Virginia yet? I just didn't, I never had them as a kid. We always had KFC or fried uh, chicken. Okay, okay. I want you to picture the bone structure of a buffalo and figure out why you would need a bunch of bones about about three inches long. Why would they name it that? Because they come from Buffalo, Buffalo New, York. New York. Tell that to the children. Put that in Sesame Street. Then let Barney tell them. Hey kids, buffalo is also because it's because the sauce they named it as the city. It's not made of buffalo; it's chicken. It's, a, it's called. Mo- I don't even know where to go with this. <laughs> I, I renew my know. call for next. Door. Okay, <laughs> it's got another story here. Uh, we were talking about Apple earlier. If anybody remembers that, uh, it seems like uh, Apple will be retiring uh, possibly the iTunes app on Windows, just like they've did on Mac OS, which could mean. The start of the shrinking of the iTunes brand uh, in Apple uh, in, in Apple services. Things yeah, that would make sense. That would or would not. It would, yeah, because yeah. they've 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 been pushing everything to music. Well, number one, they they've been depreciating all of the i things. In fact, I would make the argument that uh, this would probably be the most enduring legacy of their i thing nomenclature i don't know what else is the iphone i guess but even iPhone, that maybe yeah that builds off of itunes i think all of, everything i guess builds into ipods and i, I itunes and and the ipods i mean so yeah iphone ipad the, but it, those are just such iconic brands that, that they might never let go of it but uh, other than that they have tried to not name everything everything has been apple blank and not i blank right which which is um a bit curious to me because uh, Apple, that's two, ser- uh, two syllables and, uh, what, five letters as opposed to one letter. But, but the I thing, I think that it was just too difficult for them to protect yes. legally from too many. I mean, you work for a website called iTricks. Yeah, exactly. Right. We were infringing. <laughs> BBC iPlayer is a Yeah, is no, a I think they, they, they just lost control of that. And, and also, I was a spinoff of E. Everything was E things oh, before yeah. that. Emacs. Yeah, so yep. Uh, yep, 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 yep. I, I would say, I mean, the other big sea change is that iTunes came at a point where people were very excited to rip CDs mm-hmm. onto their computer so then they could put it back on another device. So an era pre-ubiquitous uh, mobile connectivity, that was the cool thing to do. And iTunes was the way station where not only could you easily in, the, in that era do it, but also buy other content through their store to also put on your mobile device like a iPod. Mm-hmm. Once we get... The iPhone, once we get full mobile connectivity, now streaming is just a thing. And streaming revolutionized the music world more than the iTunes store did. Largely because the studios wanted to hedge against Apple. Because they're like, this deal we have on iTunes is terrible. This is awful. Like We'll never get a worse deal than this. Sure, we'll sign off on all these streaming contracts. And then they're like, What? We ran from this deal to an even worse deal, and now we have literally no outs. So the music industry is hilariously stupid, and uh, Apple was very happy to be like, sure, we'll, we'll take even more advantage of you with Apple Music. Uh, uh, but sure, yeah, iTunes now no longer has that reputation. So, so what does... What remains of iTunes legacy? Like, like uh, I, I, I haven't opened or touched the program for yeah. maybe four years now. So, so the iTunes app on the phone is where you go and purchase music. Um, it used to be where you also bought TV and movies, but then they moved that all to the TV app when they right. made the TV app. Um, uh, uh, same with uh, podcasts. Podcasts, they made a podcast and then podcasts app. Podcasts got its own app. Um, and uh, even on the Mac OS previously, iTunes got also split out there into music, podcasts, and TV. So I 
presume we'll see something like that. Um, from Intigo's reporting here, global digital music sales have dropped significantly from their peak in 2012, but still represent a sizable portion of Apple's services revenue. As streaming continues to grow and music downloads dwindle, it's possible Apple will retire fully the iTunes name, possibly. What do you guys think about that? If they, if they would they get because I don't think people have an affinity for iTunes. I think they respect it. I respect it, but I don't want to use it because I've used it a lot and it is not pleasant to use. And all that stuff is wireless now. I I, I would say I I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, any set of instructions that begins with the phrase first open iTunes," like <sighs> I suddenly do not want to read anything else after that. I mean. But you guys are also describing. Uh, I, I'm I'm already pre-buying nostalgia for iTunes, in the same way that there was nostalgia for uh, Napster, janky apps that you just spent Lime a lot wire. of time on. Exact Grokster, Grokster, E Donkey. Uh, uh, yeah, like like th th there's th yeah nostalgia. Nostalgia for iTunes will will be a thing, and it will happen sooner than you think. Everybody's going to be making those uh, those those. Uh those, those uh, green screen ads that they would do with the iPods and they'd dance and they would track the iPods so they made it like a big light trail. That was that was a huge, huge deal. I mean, like, that's like iconic uh, iconic advertising. Yeah. Those like, like that was, for a moment in time, that was the place in a post or a declining MTV world, that was the place where people got famous. Like none of those songs were super big, at, like when they first started, mm -hmm. but like they all became gigantic. We uh, uh, we have a connection to the person who pitched this and developed this as a uh, ad concept. It's uh, it's it's really weird to see how iconic it became. Yeah. Um, well, there we go. Uh, we'll keep an eye out on 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 buy tunes. More like mm. more like buy tunes. Buy comma tunes. Buy tunes. That's what I wrote in my in my document. B Y E or B U I. Well not anymore. Not everybody buys their music. I don't I mean but but so you're saying that they might kill iTunes on Windows, but it is still here on my phone. Well they they So now it would just be another store. Presumably they would they might move well, I don't know, right? Either they have the music app, which is really focused on your library and the Apple Music streaming service. Um, if they also put the store in there, that kind of butts heads with the streaming and the, the selling store. So I can see them continue to use the word iTunes store because there are some things you do on the phone that you still do through the iTunes store or you can do. Um, I, I don't know. I think, I think there's a, a little bit of clarifying that needs to happen. You want to know the uh, number one albums? Oh, please, please. On on iTunes? Oh, absolutely, I need to know what they are. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll go from 10 to 1. Mm -hmm. At 10, 10, Babytron's Megatron 2. Push the tiny toy cube into my chest. Do you know Babytron? I oh, don't. We all know Babytron. Right. Do, 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 do. Number nine, The Rolling Stones. Okay. okay. Their I've new album, one. Hackney Diamonds. All right. Uh, okay. Various artists are at number eight, a tribute to the Judds. The ju but not actually the Judds. I, presumably not. Uh, Maverick right. City Music, The Maverick Way Complete is seven. Alexandra K, All I've Ever Known at six. In this moment, God Mode at five. The Gaslight Anthem, History Books at four. Duran Duran. Oh! Still doing it. Shock him. At three. Is that a best of or a, or a studio album? Uh, Dance Macabre. That was released in 2023. Released, oh. uh, I think, today or tomorrow. Oh, wow. Uh, no, today. Duran Duran's got a new album out. Hey! Bet you didn't know. And uh, they could not crack the uh the top because of one taylor swift yeah whose deluxe version and non-deluxe version are at two and one no, they, a, new, a new album the new version of her old album 1989 taylor's version taylor's Taylor version. version also the deluxe version cost the same amount as the other version oh right oh well and also they still they still have to do like explicit versus clean versions of albums, especially those big pop ones. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, well, speaking of speaking of the young people, uh, the uh, you saw this? Did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a court case at the moment about uh, uh, one Sam Bankman Freed, uh, uh, the, the the crypto guy. Yeah. And one of the things that The Verge pointed out here is that there is quite a lot of uh, millennial vocabulary within the transcripts and the documents of uh, of the case. Have you guys followed any of this case? I, it's very I, techie. I have read, I don't know, is the Michael Lewis book out? It is out. It is out? It is being criticized for being a bit too sympathetic to his uh, Sam being uh, uh, SBF's has, case. Has anybody, has anybody read Michael Lewis before? He uh, falls in love with his subjects. Yes. Like, you know, so that, that should not be a shock. I, I can't imagine somebody reading a, a Michael Lewis book and being like, like, oh, it's crazy that you that like, you take their side. Well, even if it's not taking their side, he's going to describe. All right, this is inside. I think that Michael Lewis's greatest fault is that he tends to justify in his writing why he's writing about things. And I don't think he needs to at this point. I think at this point we're like, no, we care about your keen insight into this. So you can write with whatever you want. But I also think that there's a reason why people keep inviting Michael Lewis to hang out with them for a year at a time. And so that, that is not, uh, that is not shocking to me, but Mm -hmm. I will say that I read a teaser from that book or a chapter from that book that they published. Mm -hmm. And my God, does Sam Bankman fried sound like every gamer I've ever met? Like the fact that this entire multi-billion dollar thing rose and fell based on this one dude who's just like, yeah, I left my company and I hired a bunch of people because I figured it out. And then it's like, he stopped showering. He played video games all day. He wanted to... like. So the big fight in this chapter was he wanted to... He built a program that would auto trade crypto. Mm. And so instead of this being like a hedge fund where they would, you know, use human examine the actual values of things, understand what they were buying and selling. Exactly. And then and then have a human make the call. So it's moving fast. Right. Right. Timing is an, an, an issue, but it's not automatic. He's like, no, this sucks. It's too slow. Um where I'm just going to build this program that trades in the margins and watches all these different crypto markets from around the world. And so if I can buy it and make like a cent by moving all of this from one, from uh, cashing out on one thing and reinvesting it in another thing, right. then that would be the way to go. Uh, he wrecks the company over it. Right. Everybody's like the transaction fees would be insane. Well, no, no, no. It, they, they just, they were already losing a lot of money. Oh, okay. Uh, and so his team was like, we're going to quit because you're, you're going to rip through all this, the, all the rest of the money that we have in 15 seconds, if this thing goes wrong. And so they agree to turn it on a little bit and it doesn't do great. And then everybody leaves and he's like, well, f- it turns it on. And that's what makes his company. Mm. It makes so much money. Right. So fast that all of a sudden because it works. Until it, it work. doesn't. Uh, no, the, the other problem that he had was that he kept leveraging stuff after stuff after stuff. So in this chapter, this is the beginning of it. But also, there it's a it's a personality study of his relationship with the girl, Caroline. What's her name? Uh, that's what this chapter was about. Was like how they met and uh-huh. her like falling in love with him and him just being a sweaty, unwashed gamer. The entire time, okay. uh, but yeah. So, so in this in this case, uh, the jury the, and and uh, uh, lawyers are baffled by acronyms. Uh, I don't know that it's well. I, I it's the law, and so you have you do have to like explain things sometimes, right? You have to very flatly like like here. Uh, he was asked about. Um, uh, he had mentioned a YOLO thing in. Uh, one piece of evidence and had to explain it. He says, quote, when you do a YOLO thing, it's something that's spontaneous and not premeditated. And I wanted to have Miss Ellison confirm that indeed, you know, they had meetings about this and there was a deliberate decision as I suspected it would be. Well, and that, that actually kind of does track because I believe one of the charges is conspiracy and a conspiracy would be everybody decides in advance to do a thing. Whereas, 
a YOLO decision is quite literally, I don't know, YOLO, <laughs> let's yeah. do it. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's hard uh, that that actually could be counter evidence saying, well, clearly it's not a conspiracy because they just flipped a coin and decided to do it. Well, they've got documents and the, the thing that we were talking about was a bribe to Chinese officials and it definitely happened. So um, there's, there's, there's some amount, there's some amount of that, but I don't think it's enough to um, bring him out of the fire. I've just, all right, this is a bad idea that we're bringing this up on a recorded oh, no. thing. Brian, I'm going to ask you hmm. to please start committing more crimes, financial crimes, a lot of crimes. Here's why. Okay. They'll never be able to pin it on you. Right. Because it won't be up to me. I'm going to flip a coin. No. Because you only speak in metaphors. So if you go to jail. <laughs> all your communications. And, you, and all your communications are uh, uh, like, yeah, you know, it's like, it's like, a, like a buckaroo bonsai. But instead, it's like data dreamed it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like it's like when I don't want to go all you can't do that on television. <laughs> I, but I'm just you're saying. Never, explain that to a jury. Good luck, Johnny Law. Brian's laughing all the way to the bank. This is like you when have, they this is like when they break up drug crews and they've used like emojis to hide all their codes, but no one can figure it out. Emojis, even. emojis are low tech compared to this. He's like the quantum computing <laughs> of, uh, of of codes. Okay, on the one hand, you have a uh, Pedro Pascal on. The the other hand, do you even know why they call them Mounties? I mean, <laughs> you just, in the middle of this show, you did a reference to McMillions that, that it took us, it took us like, like 30 seconds to get, and we're the ones that have joked then about you. If you, if I, if I, if I, if I, if I, if I Hey, Brian, how much, how much should we put on this drug deal? And you uh, uh, wrote me back and said, Justin, what you have to ask yourself is how you did it, why <laughs> you did it. And then I gave a thumbs up and it's like, hey, what went on? We know it was millions, it was but millions. the jury? Absolutely not. Oh, I feel like I'm at the end of Lethal Weapon 3 and I'm saying metaphorical immunity. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh Bryce! This uh, uh, we're gonna need money <laughs> we need to fund <laughs> this criminal enterprise, oh. and that's gonna come from Patreon.com/slash/WeirdThings. Again, Patreon.com/slash/WeirdThings is where you support this program. You get our After Things podcast earlier. You get access to the RSS feed that mm -hmm. you that you you be able to put in, set it, and forget it. That's Patreon.com/slash/WeirdThings. Thank you so much for everybody who supports us. Uh, Bryce, was there more? to that story uh well uh, you know i had a side jag here um uh, about this Th this this verge article gets into some kind of um interesting uh aspects of of the way that sbf and and his crew talk but uh they they linked to this washington post article from about uh, a year ago and i think it's still really timely uh, this is Taylor Lorenz. Internet algo speak is changing our language in real time from nip nops to lay dollar bean. Um, <laughs> as, uh, as, art of, as AI and um, auto transcription is used to moderate more of these social video platforms, um, people are finding that they have to censor themselves. They have to change their words so that they can talk about what they're trying to talk about without being somehow soft blocked hard blocked yeah. taken down it's why it's why you see like uh uh when somebody's talking about sex they will refer to it as like s3 ggs segs segs yeah. and then and then when you do the text to speech then it kind of sounds like it's saying the right yeah. thing and then it's or um uh even even in news stories right like i will see uh, from a news station and they will they would do K of K uh, asterisk LL <laughs> M of asterisk oh, R D E R yeah. because it, there's you never know the AI no one's you know if the AI if the AI picks you up uh, it's a lot of work to get a human to look at you and so um, you're you're just seeing more of these uh, euphemisms um, and and it's on a lot of different topics eating disorders uh, anti vax discussions mental health issues. Um, and, and so wait, what's a nip nop or the dollar bean. Mm. So the dollar bean, 
if you if you spelled it out, uh, uh, it, you would it, 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 for lesbian L E S lay oh, S for the dollar sign. Gotcha. Um, I I think Nip Nops is nipples. Oh. Uh, we've seen unalive for dead. I've seen that one. Uh, yeah. Spicy eggplant. A lot of the eggplant stuff for yep. uh, vibrator. Uh, SA for talking about sexual assault. Sexual assault. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a lot of that going on, and I and I think at least in my anecdotal experience, it does make it tougher to traverse these social networks where mm. I need to go. Like uh, the yes, okay. Uh, the, it's it, happening it, to you too. No, no, it's ah, not. It's ah, happening ah, to you too. I, I, it's join us, it, Bryce. But, but it's not join <laughs> us. But it's not a. Tr- it's not. It's it's not a social trend. It's it's a form of soft censorship. Mm. It is a social trend. It, it a is, soft it is, censorship. It is a social trend. Self censorship. But for the trade off of greater audience, like you have always had a trade off of speech for audience. That's never been a question. You you never have the right to go on somebody else's platform that has cultivated a standing audience and say whatever you want. There's always been a, a a version of that. The difference is that now it's not just middle class, it's all entry. And so if that's the case, then everybody is moderating their speech in the same way that they would moderate your speech for a clean club or something like that. It's just now that we want a lot more of our conversation to happen in public, that just has to, it has to happen has to be encoded. Uh, if, 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 if you want people to randomly see what you had to say. Right. Like, I, I don't have to use any of that when I am texting Bryce. Now, if mm-hmm. I message or messages or whatever, uh, if, if WhatsApp or Signal or something like that started imposing stuff like that, I would agree with you more. Then I would say, okay, you are now in a more Orwellian sense censoring speech, and I now have to go around it so I can say what I want. But all of the platforms that you're talking about here are broadcast platforms, the same way that radio and television were before. It's just in a different way. And uh, for the price of not having government regulation, we have corporate regulation. Well, I, I think the form that we see of it is it can be improved, uh, at least. Like, the, it is... Uh, Take it up at the shareholders meeting. Well, like, there's... A lot of times you can't find out what you did wrong or or you won't be told even why you won't. We've had videos that get taken down and they won't tell us why. And we look through the rules. They say, hey, you I don't know, you violated community guidelines and you you go through it and you go. We didn't oh, do any of this. This, 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 this is a different conversation. Very, very legit. Hilarious. Like within within YouTube, uh, one part of YouTube's brain is like, well, keep a file on videos that we know that are quite good. Don't make them all explode at the same time. Instead, hold on to some. And when things get a little bit quiet, take what you know to be a good video, put it out there, see how it does. And then that part of the brain executes that within the algorithm. Then all of a sudden, a video that is 133 days old suddenly gets 2 million views in one day. Then the other part of the YouTube algorithm brain says, whoa, this is invalid traffic. And so you get a warning that says, uh, we have shut off monetization on one or more videos because this is invalid traffic. We don't know how you pulled this off, but somehow... This video's really blowing yeah. up. And then about like the next like day. Like you woke yourself up farting. <laughs> yes. You algorithm. You woke yourself up because you farted too loud. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, now, this is something that I, I do. I am in general more of a hands-off guy when it comes to government and the internet because I, I find the internet to be precious. And I don't, I think that any kind of government regulation would be, should be done with a light touch. But I am in favor of this. Posters rights. Okay. I believe that posters on all platforms, those those who post, should have at least some rights. Limited, but enforceable. And some of the stuff should be, uh, uh, just let you know, A, like... Uh, Tell us the rules. TV has rules. They've got a big book of rules. That you should know what you were suspended for, and if uh, uh, there is a punishment, you should know the method and duration of it. Mm-hmm. 
this video has been demonetized. It will be demonetized forever. I, I, this I, should. Uh, this we are is going to suppression. This, this is yeah, and it will be suppressed for thirty days. I, I would right. go a step farther, where it's like you should have the ability to uh, write a subheading on it. It's like you guys do know this is an always sunny in Philadelphia meme, right? Uh, like, like, like absent of context, some things could look horrific. Sure. I, I, my, my, my thing is just trying to regulate transparency because right now you have and and look it's an unenviable task content moderation on these platforms is hell it's hell 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 if you think that it's bad it's worse uh i've you know i think i've told this story before but i once was out one night with a friend of a friend who worked as a contractor not even an employee a contractor for youtube and so she went to a cubicle farm somewhere in the south bay sat down and every time she clicked next she didn't know which YouTube flagged video was a dog where Prince was playing in the background and which one was the worst things on the internet. Yes, what you're thinking, probably worse. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. horrifying. Like, that stuff gets uploaded to all of these platforms constantly. Yeah. Like, there are sickos out there that are, that are, like, intentionally putting that out there. I agree. And they should all have the ability to say, this is a reference to Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, the thing you're they they have uh, disclosures and disclaimers and things. Uh, yeah. Uh, so my point is, I know it's going to be an, uh, an onus on those uh, companies. But at the same time, we have now woven social media so far into our culture. It has taken over so much of our communications that I do think that you should have some kind of transparency. When I was covering the Ohio Senate race in the midterms, I was in a room with J.D. Vance, who is now the senator from Ohio. At that point, he was a candidate, and Donald Trump Jr. And so you have two people that are relevant on national politics, certainly relevant to Ohio politics, and they to go to a Q&A. At least three people in that crowd could ask about anything. These guys were taking questions on anything. And, and a friendly crowd asked, can you get me unbanned on Facebook? Like, that's how much for that crowd it mattered. And we can say, ha, 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 Boomer said a thing and then they got banned, blah, blah, blah. But, like, when you don't know why you were banned or if you're banned forever or if there's any appeal, like, this is the kind of stuff that happens. So I am, I am, uh, I do believe. Posters rights. Posters rights. <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, and I don't know what that looks like, but I, I think... I think it's just transparent. I think you deserve a fair shake. I think, <laughs> you know, that's a, I think that's what people ultimately want is, let me have a fair shake at your GD thing. You yeah, because you guys are talking about it in the sense of it being a business. Like, like you guys are, are keeping an audience. You are, you're putting stuff out there. Like, this is, this is not just your craft hobby channel. This is, you know, you're paying people's salaries on stuff like that. Well, and uh, uh, I, I don't think it would be terribly complicated for, let's say, exam uh, for example, you get to a statistically significant number of subscribers. Uh, uh, hey, your video, we're about to release it. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to gather a focus group of 10,000 people will be invited. We expect 800 of them to respond. They're going to tell us whether or not this violates rules uh based on that we'll go uh that unfortunately what happens that is going to take so that's so time intensive uh not not google's lobbyist is here uh, well you're like what type of threshold are we talking about like 1 million subscribers 5 million 10 million cuz you're you're saying you're going to get an 800 person focus group to pre to 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 watch a video for for ad suitability? Yeah, I I think we can, and it can happen very very quickly. Uh, 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 do I I don't I I can't imagine what that looks like. Can can you ex ex expand on what, what I mean? You uh, think? What it looks like is a random sampling. Let's say you have a hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, 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 Ten thousand of them get an alert saying, "Hey, you've been invited to." Uh, determine ad suitability on this thing. Uh, it'll take exactly three minutes of your time. It's a three-minute long video. Select yes, no. 80% uh, say no. 20% uh, say yes. Now you have 2,000 people who are watching it. 
let's say maybe 10% of them actually finish it, you still have a statistically significant sample of 200 people, 180 of which said, yeah, there's no problem with this. 20% said no. Uh, that would make more sense than what we have right now, which is one person said, I don't like it. And then, and then it gets killed for days. Well, I mean, well, then you're going the from one cook to 10,000 cooks. Yeah, but, but the, 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 the question with that is not about whether or not ad suitability is different from the right to post or the right to post to your audience, in my opinion. Yeah. Because that is about the advertisers, well, the platform's confidence in an advertiser not being upset. So... Like, uh, uh, I, I, I am very much on your side in terms of, you know, th there being some kind of transparency to like, hey, can can I just give you a video and you show it to whomever you want? Like, uh, we'll, we'll post, we'll get everything done a week early, you know, uh, and then for anything live or, or really, really close, we'll just roll the dice. But like for, for stuff that we are really selling ads on that we really or, or that we really are counting on, we would like it to not just be randomly demonetized. Uh, mm -hmm. Do whatever you want here. If I, How early do I need to give this to you, the platform, to have some kind of actionable feedback that I can bank on? I, I can very much understand that as as a need. And again, none of that would ever happen unless there was more onus on the platform caring about the poster. Uh, I would have a hard time seeing that happen with YouTube because they are an ad sales company. Everything else is filigree. Yeah. Uh, got another story here for you. Hell yeah. Uh, got serious on that one. That was good. A little bit, yeah. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, your alarm goes off. What are you doing? crying i ask myself is life worth living should i blast myself I'm tired of being poor even worse i'm black do we need to take a break are we good everybody no everybody that's good? no that's a everybody? song i i was just going for a cheap that's line. the way it is i mean i mean I, dinner, 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 dinner. That's, that's just the way, way it is, is. some things okay. will never change all right so your alarm goes off and you start singing <laughs> uh bruce <laughs> hornsby in the grange yeah 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 okay um, <clears throat> Uh, I, I, your alarm is going off. What are you doing? I, 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 I turn it off. I turn off the alarm. Which button do you hit? Oh, I turn it off. I, I'm not a snooze man. You're not a snoozer? No, I hate snooze. You hate snooze. Hate it. Right. Don't like it. You can't uh, trust it. I mean, unfortunately, I have a different type of alarm. Uh, it, it, it goes off reliably at the same time. And, uh, it sounds like this. Let me tell you a story, Bryce, because I spent a week here. <laughs> You've never seen a happier Brian than the Brian that has justified to himself and his wife that he is sleeping at HQ for tonight. <laughs> That is a joy, a joy like <laughs> that that you have never seen on Brian's face. Then when, because he has to back into it, he can't just loudly declare, "I'm staying at HQ." Right. He has to go uh -huh. like, "Ah, I don't know. Jeez, you know, full moon, uh, <laughs> you know, crazy things, man. Justin's here. He might fall over and and break his leg. Like I just." <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm just, just thinking. Like I the just think the safest thing I could do. Safest and just be better. He I was here. Yeah. I slept here largely because he does not have to wake up to. <laughs> okay. Well, when you're staying at HQ, do you have an alarm? Uh. No. <laughs> That's why I get up at eleven. It's great. <laughs> Uh, all right, okay. so yeah, I'm 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 not a snooze guy. Yeah. Okay, I like I like the I like hitting the snooze a little bit. You would, I know. Well, because I set my I set my alarm a little earlier because I know sometimes maybe I'll sometimes I'll oh, one of those. Uh, what? What do you? No, I'm not doing that. Uh, so this is a new study that found that hitting the snooze button for about thirty minutes had either no effect or improved cognitive performance on tasks 
after waking up compared to abruptly waking up with an alarm. Check the methodology. Okay. Replication crisis. This is absolute <laughs> nonsense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, they- as my partner said, <laughs> they took uh, 31 habitual snoozers uh, and tested them in lab conditions mm-hmm. and gave them 30 extra minutes of sleeping. Now, this was in a snooze type setting where you uh, uh, had to hit a button and you got nine or 10 minutes extra of sleep at a time. Uh, they found that. Uh, the participants lost about six minutes of sleep in the whole sleeping uh, cycle, uh, but they uh, uh, got up a little easier. They got up a little, a little easier. They a little easier. A little easier. How do they? Uh, how do they measure a little easier? <laughs> they gave them tests. They. I, oh yeah. Oh my god. Are they going to be the the next starfighter? <laughs> <laughs> That's the Excalibur strategy that's yeah. been banned in twenty-five yeah. quadrants. Oh, giving them tests. What are they? What are they? they go, giving them the ACTs? <laughs> I, um, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can find that here. Replication but... crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense. Uh, they also surveyed over seventeen hundred volunteers to see how widespread snoozing is. Sixty-nine percent of respondents said that they hit the snooze button or set multiple alarms at least sometimes. This is uh, honestly, this is one of those studies that exists only so morning talk shows can have something to talk about. What do you think we're doing? I know. Here? No, <laughs> what do you think I, we're doing here? I know. Whenever well, one this happens in the afternoon, what do you so think I'm doing here. Checkmate. Exactly. No, but I think. But where, where right. we have the balls right. to pull I've, the? I've never gone fully to your side faster in my entire life. <laughs> I'm not against this. <laughs> Just a now we're against meta. No. Now we're against meta. <laughs> Look, this is a real study. This was published ten days ago uh-huh. in uh, 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 where was this? The Journal of Sleep Research. Yeah, he almost just. I want just my desire to have you be the only person who said the f word on this podcast kept me from. You already said it. F- you said it yeah, earlier. You, you missed it. it. Yeah, you right. forgot that you already. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah no, I watched a mark at that time. <laughs> Uh, this is from Stockholm University. Um, but they, they did find that there were not any differences between snoozers and not snoozers in terms of mood, stress, sleepiness, or sleep architecture. Snoozers tended to be younger and evening types and reported more morning drowsiness and shorter sleep. What do you think about this, Brian? How do you feel about this, Brian? Uh, on your morning I, cup I, of I, Joe. I used to be a snoozer. I think we all used to be snoozers. Yeah, but then, uh, but then I started having to, you know, catch planes, and then that was maybe the that's maybe that's it. It's like once you live a lifestyle where it's like you can either make thousands of dollars or you can snooze. Yeah, pick one. So it's like it became. Uh, I would set one alarm and feel okay. I set two alarms. I felt pretty good. Three alarms, four alarms, five alarms, all one minute after the other. Then I'd call and I'd say, yeah. "Hello, will you give me a wake-up call at exactly this time?" Oh, it felt even better. And then I learned that little AM/FM radio, and I'd add another alarm. And then, only after I had built a fortress of knowing for a fact that there was no way I was going to sleep past 4:35 a.m. and I would definitely, definitely make it to my flight, could I actually even fall asleep? I think mm. that's the 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 mix-up here is. The benefit to uh, uh, being a non-snoozer is not in the waking up. It's in the being able to fall asleep. I definitely have a harder time falling asleep when I know that, or sorry, when I don't know exactly when I'm waking up. Mm. Like I, I can sleep a lot better when I am, like I know like, all right, I'm going to get up here or I know I'm sleeping in at which point I'm just not going to have an alarm. Right. Uh, but if there's any variability of like, well, maybe this is going to happen, maybe this isn't going to happen, or I got to wake up and call somebody to see if a thing is going to happen, I can't get any sleep. I'm always, I, I constantly, my body is like waking myself up. It's like, oh, is this the time where my, my dream will be about this thing happening or not happening? So uh, uh, even I, and we've had this discussion a lot, Brian is a very restless sleeper. I am a, a very like conked out sleeper, but we are dead on in that a surety of waking up 
preserves sleep in general, it, or in your in your instance, yes. creates it, creates yes. the the availability for it. Mm. Yeah. So, but but now okay. you want to know it, what? It now, feels- now we're now we're putting this into. I do think that Brian and I are specialized cases enough mm. that even past our traveling days, I seem to have held a little bit more onto the idea of of like. All right, no, I, I get up. You I seem like you have a very regimented morning. But you want to know what? But a lot of that came from the pandemic where I I forget where I first read it, but it was something that like sleep, your body knowing when you sleep and knowing when you get up and knowing to expect that is huge. It 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 sets up the rest of your like functions, basically. So if I know that I wake up at 5.30 in the morning. Then I know I should be lying in bed by about 9.30. I should be getting to sleep around 10.30. If I'm past 10.30, then I'm on borrowed time. Right. Right. But that means I now know that that is borrowed time. I'm thinking about it as borrowed time. And now that the iPhone has what it is, like we were out last week uh, 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 with uh, uh, Bill Oakley, name drop, but... Like at 1030, my phone goes into do not disturb mode. Yeah. Right. And it's like, <laughs> like sleep time. And I think we were still at Moe's Tavern at that point. We had another several hours to go. But I knew, all right, that this is me. I'm, I'm ramping up. I know I need to because my body's going to think that I want to go to sleep. So even when I'm not doing that, at least my body's like, this is weird. This is a weird night, but your body's not readjusting to it. And I, I think that's that's what I have found in my modern era about not snoozing is that I need to protect. If 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 I let myself sleep later and later, mm-hmm. then I will stay up later and later. Well, and, I, I will and, just and be shifting that window. That's the mm-hmm. fear is that you just keep on drifting out of sync with the rest of humanity. And it's like, uh, uh, yeah, bad news, bro. Uh, uh, you took four more hours than usual to fall asleep. You're still going to get up at this time. Yes, you're going to be very tired all day, but good news, you're going to fall right asleep tonight. Yes. That, that the hope is that in some way for you, yeah. it's like, yes, the exhaustion will, will will be doing its part to create equilibrium so we do not have another night like we had last night. Right. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Um, uh, listeners, let us know. Uh, are you a snoozer? Beep. Does snoozing help you? I, I like My snoozing. wife snoozes all the time those nine minutes and it feel... drives me up oh okay, but they feel so good they f- they're oh oh the nine minutes you can do so much in nine minutes but you're not doing nothing oh, you're gonna... eh, you're so i good. i will i will i will make a case for the the nine minute snooze uh you won't fall all the way to deep sleep mm-hmm. but you'll get back to that delicious weird rim you'll get to watch a movie <laughs> now i'll tell you what i did one of the most delicious experiences Ooh. of my life let's get back was when i was uh oh it's weird uh, <laughs> you, made, you said okay well i don't know what you're gonna say now but uh was uh, back when i was living in hoboken uh, i would commute into lower manhattan my roommates would commute to brooklyn but that meant that they had to get up earlier than i did and hearing their alarm and waking up every and, morning began with <laughs> just listening to them the showers going you hear murmurs and i'm just i would i'll tell you what now that's something if <laughs> yes, if, if, if i yes. slept with like a headphones <laughs> if if that could just be slowly piped in Other in the morning to up. slowly wake me up oh my god i would always wake up with a smile on my face <laughs> Actually, I agree 100% on that one. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I think we got time for one more story here. Uh, which one would you rather hear about? Uh, Thai food or a silent film? Silent, silent film. film. Ooh, okay. A 104-year-old silent movie that was thought to be lost forever has just been discovered. Uh, the 1919 film Sealed Hearts uh, has been found uh, in England and uh, it appears to be a full, uh, a, a mostly full copy a print of this movie. Uh, this was directed by Ralph Ince, who was uh, prolific in the silent film era. Uh, this was found in the basement of a film collector who had passed away recently in 
Northwest England. And um, uh, uh, apparently they worried that this wasn't the full film because there were only four reels on it. But uh, they, they believe this was the UK version of the film, which certainly had stuff edited down, they say. Um, and so they believe it is uh, complete gotcha. uh, as it is. Can I, can I tell you guys one of my favorite, I very, very rarely bring up wrestling because it is uh, uh, very annoying to people I, who do I, not I, like I, wrestling. I particular about you. But I will bring up things that are very extraordinary. And there's an extraordinary thing happening on, in the AEW promotion, which is that one of their female stars, they have turned into a silent movie actress. Oh, that's brilliant. For this reason. They have picture-in-picture picture, uh, advertisements. And normally what will happen is... They'll be in a match, and then all of a sudden be like, we continue this in picture in picture. And it's, you, know, you almost always know that nothing's really going to happen during that part of the match, but it does create a better sensory thing where you can look over there, and there's another thing. Uh, but now they've decided that they're just going to have a black and white, once a show, they will have a black and white silent movie in the picture in picture. This is so hot. <laughs> This is so But it's good. great because it's because it's a silent uh, thing that you don't normally play the the sound from the the action you're playing the sound from the commercial and they just have an actual thing so oh wow okay so so they'll even they'll do like a frame during the commercial Yes oh wow Oh this is so great <laughs> That's wow okay Well uh uh uh, uh AFI uh, uh uh talks about the story of Sealed Hearts. It's about a multimillionaire who hates and distrusts women uh, and convinces his son, his adopted son, Jack, that they are detrimental to his success. He meets a woman, fights with his dad. Uh, a review called it a colorful drama of youthful loves, elderly prejudices, and clashing natures that is rich in beauty, forceful in development, and thrilling in climax. Cancel him, sis! <laughs> Problematic. I want him to let's cancel this silent film. I was, I was about to say, I, I believe only the word elderly was accurate. Everything else, it's not colorful. It's not. <laughs> no, the sun, the sun's a big. Anyway, um, so they are working to get it exported. They want to send it to the Library of Congress, who will do all sorts of uh, examinations Testing and analysis. And, yeah. yeah. Um, that's but, great. You know, I, I look forward to a lot more of this. I mean, obviously, uh, these things tend to turn up when people die and uh, their loved ones are going through their, their remains and you find things that maybe even the people that own them forgot that they, that they own. But I, I you know, a, a, a sweet side of a somber uh, passing would be a lot of like just lost media that, that we have come to understand our modern sensibilities are, all media should be with us forever. Like post internet, we can't fathom the idea that something is gone, that there are episodes of Doctor Who that are just gone because at that point the BBC was like, we need tape. Like let's record over. Uh, and, and a lot of the stuff has to be somewhere. It's likely that it's somewhere. And I think we're going to find a lot of it over the next several uh, decades. Yeah. Um, but this is a good little story out of the UK. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 good to find any. I, I it's good to find the stuff and hopefully try to preserve it, right? I mean, that's the battle of preservation: is how best can we keep keep this this media, this part of the of culture, civilization, society? Yeah, Batman. <laughs> yes, I love anthropology. <laughs> I'm anthropology. Oh, yeah. wait, we're all doing it now. <laughs> it's infectious. We love. Silent movie. It matters to me. <laughs> Find the media. Where's the media? I don't care how many phone calls we have to listen to. We have to find Joker. <laughs> Go to the estate sale. I'm going to the estate sale. I'm oh, looking for the media. Batman, you really shouldn't. <laughs> I'm they, going. No, you don't understand. If they all die, they all have to have an estate sale. <laughs> and we'll finally have the truth. Hello, I'm here for... Mr. Goldfarb's estate. <laughs> okay. My Katangerie. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I got for story today. Give me some picks. Pick it up. Pick something up for me. <laughs> uh, um, 
I just read uh, uh, Greg Lukianov's uh, uh, next work, uh, different co-author, but it's um, uh, <laughs> what I loved about it is the first page. They're like, we don't love the title of this book. Uh, it's the canceling of the American mind. And they talk about how uh, they just couldn't figure out a better phrase than can't. Uh, cancel culture because like everybody at least knows what that means and everybody hates it so they're using it but they don't like it um uh, uh wow it, it, uh, okay. it, it basically it's a it's a screed against uh ad hominem attacks and it and it is a call for people to have important dialogues that that have been unpopular to have for for a fair bit um uh, I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was an easy read. I think it's only like seven hours long. Mm. There you go. Check it out. Justin? I'm just going to pre-pick the Michael Lewis book uh, on SPF. Sam Bankman Freed. Uh, the, the the chapter that I read was excellent. Look, I don't know what people want or expect from Michael Lewis. I feel like a lot of people... Uh, Michael Lewis is one of those authors that you probably haven't read but you read a little bit or you read a magazine article and then you read this and you're like, wow, he's really into it. He really, really talks from this guy's point of view. And it's like, yeah, he spent a lot of time with him. Anyway, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to reading it. Nice. Uh, I got a pick. Um, this is not, uh, this is a game, uh, but it's not out yet. It's uh, a demo of a game that I got a chance to play the other day and the, the, the demo is free or, and it's out now. Um, it's called Crow Country. Uh, it's on the PC, and I think it's on the PlayStation. Um, this is set in 1990, and it is a a horror game with a an aesthetic of kind of a 90s uh, horror uh, PlayStation title, but it's fully in 3D. Um, it's interesting. Uh, you 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 go to this uh, abandoned uh, theme park that is is owned and on the estate of a of a missing millionaire billionaire something. And uh, you, you're it's it's like it's like a lot of horror a lot of horror games that are just scary puzzle games. <laughs> um, and uh, what is nice about this is it does have this aesthetic, and a lot of the soundtrack sounds very like a PlayStation uh, uh, a PlayStation era video gaming, including like the little the little heartbeat monitor in the in the item menu. Um, but the uh, the the demo is good. It's 20, 30 minutes or so, um, and uh, uh, and it's interesting. It's interesting how much is in here. I think like just from that demo, playing it, you would you go around these different spots and you would think, okay, well maybe there's not a lot to look into. But it, it there actually is like a lot to read, a lot of uh, lore. It seems like at least. Um, and so I don't know. I've got my eye on that. We don't know when it's out. I think they got caught up in all the Unity stuff over the past mm, few months. Yeah. And so they don't have a set release date anymore. <laughs> but uh, I highly recommend at least the demo of Crow Country. There we go. Only Crow Country is real country. <laughs> Crow Country girls. You know you're in Crow Country when uh, they're smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Hanging outside the H-E-B, and they're ignoring the cause of Red Hawks. That's Crow Country. I mean, Only be, at H-E-B. Those would be grackles, right? Grackles. Yeah. And crows. <laughs> <laughs> but you... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that'll do that's it. perfect. That's <laughs> going to go There's another F. All right. That's going to do it here for the <laughs> Weird Things program. You, I learned it from watching you. <laughs> I say not as I not as I say no don't even do that uh that's gonna do here for the way things program thank you guys Brian and Justin hey thank you Bryce thank yeah. you uh hey, and thank you always being here it's been weird <laughs>